episode five of the Weekly Driver podcast. I'm co-host James Rea, and with me is co-host Bruce Aldrich. And today's show is going to talk about the value of cars and the price differences from cars years ago to today and the value of cars, specifically cars that cost less than $25,000. There's lots of cars on the market that cost less than $25,000. You can buy a car, a brand new car in the United States for about $14,000, I think a Chevy Spark or a Nissan Versa. And by and large, those, co- those cars have something to offer. You get a basic car, you get good transportation, they have safety features, they have an AM, FM radio, they've got automatic windows, so on and so forth. But above that, there are a variety of very popular cars that cost $25,000 or less, or maybe a little bit more than $25,000, a few dollars more that we're gonna to discuss today. So welcome to the show, Bruce. How you doing? And you ready to talk about these value price cars? Sure, let's talk about them. I did some uh, quick research. I found a list of 60 cars, and that includes uh, crossovers that are under $25,000. So there's a lot out there for people to choose from. I think you also have to consider what we talked about uh, recently is that the average price of a new car in the United States is about $32,000. So. Of course, that encompasses very expensive cars, mass-produced cars, and, and very inexpensive cars. So when you figure all the math out, you know, $32,000 as the average price of a car, a new car, is, is pretty expensive. And so for $25,000, it's obviously $7,000 less, your choices are almost endless. So if I start first, I'm going to go with a car that everybody knows, has one of the highest resale values of any car in the market, and there's hundreds of thousands of them around, and that would be the Honda Civic. Um, you could put a Honda Civic in good condition uh, on Craigslist or privately for sale or take it to a dealer, and the resale value is going to be fantastic because they, they last forever. So that's number one on my list is the Honda Civic, and I recently reviewed the Honda Civic hatchback, and it has a, a price of $22,315, and Maybe it might be on the, maybe it might be the car on the list that, that is the best car on the list for under 25k. So, you have that car on your list, Bruce. So, what do you think about the Honda Civic? I didn't want to reveal my first place choice right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'll start with the Camry. Okay. Which is uh, this year? It's got incredible gas mileage. It's almost up like the the, the compacts. And uh, actually, it's 2941 on the new Camry with a. Um, the new eight-speed automatic transmission. So I mean, to me, that's incredible for a mid-sized car. I, so I put that uh, high up on my list is the new Camry. And I think that probably bodes well for the reason it's the number one selling sedan. Number one selling car. I mean, it, it, trucks outsell it, but I believe it's the number one selling car in the United States. Yes, it uh, and it lists. It's shown the list at twenty-three four ninety-five. So it's basically a, a pretty basic car. So that's kind of why I like the uh, Corolla because you can get it's a little less expensive and the Corolla you could load it up more with the goodies uh, that a person might want. Um, but Camry, Corolla, those two are really high on my list. Yeah, I think the the fact that the Corolla, well, several years ago now surpassed the, the Volkswagen Type One uh, as the biggest selling car in history. Um, that's got to stand for something. Reliability, value, uh, good gas mileage, um, 
you know, what I really want to know is the difference between a Corolla and a Camry. Is it, is it the body styling? Is it the spacious interior? Because the Corolla uh, isn't all that small of a car anymore either. The Corolla is that, yeah, it's a fairly good sized car. Um, now the Camry's bigger, hold more, more comfortable, more leg room for people in the back. So if, if you're hauling people or need to put a bunch of stuff in it, uh, you know, the bigger car's better. But otherwise, the, yeah, the Corolla is great. But uh, according to the EPA and what's on the website, that the, actually the new Camry with the eight-speed automatic is better gas mileage. Yeah, at 41 miles to the gallon on the freeway, there maybe there are five or six cars, you know, gasoline-powered cars that get more than 40 miles to the gallon. It's it's in pretty rare company, I think. Yep, it's uh, 2.5 liter, 203 horsepower. I, I kept looking at those numbers. I don't know if there's a mistake or what. But <laughs> it's incredible. If, yeah. If it can do. If it's showing EPA to 29.41 for a 2.5 liter with 203 horsepower, that they've they've come up with something. That's that's quite a that's yeah that's quite a value. Um, you know, also under Toyota, since we're on the Toyota uh, nameplate, is that I believe it was last year that Scion uh, discontinued many of its cars, but it morphed a couple of its cars into Toyota. And I've got the Toyota Yaris IA on my list, $18,000 car, and it goes like the wind, it's comfortable, it's got an awful lot of safety features. It's pretty unheralded that people would say, oh gee, I'd never buy a, well, it used to be a Scion, but I, I would buy that car. Maybe if you were, if you were thinking about buying a, a second car or a, a car for your college kid and, and you know, budget was of some consideration that that little Toyota IA has some spunk to it. Um, it looks nice on the road and it's $18,000 with very high um, safety ratings from all the, the, the two internet the two national safety companies so that's that's another Toyota on the list well the little the regular Yaris is uh, listed 15 635 so that's even cheaper but I didn't include the Yaris on my list to me that's now you're talking a real compromise on price and when you're talking Corolla and certainly the Camry there's you know no it's not a Lexus but it you get a lot of you get a lot of value there you're it's Price isn't the whole consideration, and when you when you're down to a Yaris, you're you're saving some bucks, which is fine if you can't spend it. But yes. on our deal, where we're trying to be under twenty five thousand, the more expensive car, you can tell the difference. Yes, um, two other companies that that at least for a number of years were heralded, but now they've come very much into their own. And I know that one of these cars is on your list is both Kia and and Hyundai. So. Um, why don't you talk about the Kia? I know that you like uh, one particular Kia a lot, and I do too. Yeah, the Kia Optima is the one that's on my radar. They're showing that they start at 22.5, uh, 185 horsepower, 2.4 liter, uh, six-speed auto, and they're EPing that at 25 and 29 on the highway for, for fuel economy. I really like those cars. Uh, there's a lot to offer, but they don't get the gas mileage of the Japanese. No, they don't. Not yet. That's and then one thing that they do have over the Toyota is the warranty. They have you know the 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty on the on the powertrain, and that's another um, you know another consideration. Although with Toyota's warranty, it's probably you're probably going to have the car for a long time anyway, and it's probably going to be just fine. But that is one another one of the attractions to to um, Kia and Hyundai, as they do have the with Mitsubishi, they have the highest powertrain warranty uh, in the industry. Yeah, Kia, I think they're up to 70,000, aren't they? Yes. Uh, but they just don't have the, 
the noise, vibration, and harshness uh, as good as the Japanese cars. Um, there's just they're louder. There's the engines are more buzzy. Mm -hmm. uh, the ride isn't quite as good. I mean, they're close, but they're not quite there. And sometimes you can get them at a, you know, a good price. So maybe yes. you can get them for 15% less than the Japanese guys. And hey, it's probably worth it. Yeah. And you know, you're not going to get the resale either. No, not yet, at least. And, and that's a concern, of course. And I think the Kia that I really like is the Optima. There's an Optima GT GDI edition that's probably closer to 30 or maybe in the low 30s that I think really looks sharp going down the road. And I think its, it's sales figures are, are way up the last couple of years. So Kia and Hyundai both have, I think, two or three cars in their respective lineups that are well under 25. And I think you make a good point. Toyota is a, obviously a very well-known brand and the resale value is always high. And it's a sure thing. You, may, you might be still a little skeptical of, of a South Korean car, but they've also vastly improved, so they should be looked at uh, and considered um, against the big giant of the other companies that have been around for a while. Then there's the uh, Hyundai Elantra. But yes. It's the smaller car. It's more like the Versa. It's more like the Chevy Spark. It's more like the uh, the little Yaris. To me, if you're gonna, if you have 25 to spend, or we're trying, that's more the point we're trying to get close to. Those are just lesser cars. Uh, so you could move into the uh, Hyundai Sonata, Sonata, mm -hmm. and it's a two-liter, 147 horsepower. Uh, you can get a stick, and or an automatic. So that's kind of nice. You can get it in a stick if you want. Yes. Um, and there again, they just they don't have the resale. Um, their quality to me, their the, the buzziness of the motors, the quietness of the cabin just isn't there. It's close, but not quite there to Japan. Yes. What did surprise me, though, in, in recent years, whether it's the two of us or I've gone once or twice on my own, I've driven some of these um, entry-level cars, if you will, um, to the LA Auto Show from Sacramento, and you have to go over the grapevine, and you, you might see two or three different kinds of weather. So surprisingly, the Elantra and even the car we didn't talk about, but the Prius C, which I don't think fits into our category, but it's a pretty small car. Those cars surprised me in just how well they did. Uh, going over the grapevine. Now, coming back one year, I remember, uh, in one of the smaller entry-level cars, it, it might have been the Elantra, although it might have been the Prius C. When you get behind an 18-wheeler or the, the wind's whipping or the, the rain's pretty heavy, then I'm starting to think maybe these aren't the cars for, you know, for 400-mile drives in both directions. And if, the, if it's a beautiful day, you're fine. You put it on cruise control and it's no issues. But if you get into any kind of inclement weather, uh, it was a point where I was just going to stop and have to wait it out because I was feeling a little unsafe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's the problem. I think you, you hit on something when you said entry level. When you're down in the 16s and 720s, those are entry level cars, and they're they're definite compromise um, for as far as getting blown around on the road. They're lighter. You know, you're talking the fits, the uh, oh, what are the other ones we just named them? Yaris, some of those. Chevy Spark. Mitsubishi Mirage. Yeah. Those are entry-level cars. I, it's amazing to me when you go from 16, 17 to around 23 to 25, they're not entry-level cars anymore in my opinion. No, not at all. They're, you know, they're a decent, uh, viable car. You don't have the uh, panache when you pull into the, right, the right. club, obviously, <laughs> no. at 25, but if, if you didn't have to look at them, you had your eyes closed, they're pretty solid cars. Now one, one car I haven't reviewed uh, this year, I don't think you have either, or driven, and, but I've done so in the past, we both like it, is the Honda Fit. 
And, uh, you know, I really like, I don't know how they do these things, but the spaciousness of a car like that, and I believe the Honda fits 20 to 22 maybe. Uh, if you get a lot of all the features, it's a little higher than that. But for, for that value, I know that the car has 10 windows, for example, so the interior of the car feels a lot larger than it looks from the road. And I, and I particularly like the Honda Fit. It has some sportiness to it, and I think that they've improved the gas mileage in the, in the recent years up to, you know, 30, 32. So, and, and again, it's Honda, so if you decide to sell the car, it, it's a great resale value. So I would include the Honda Fit on that list, too. Well, yeah, to me, it's still, I'd put it, it starts at 16,190. I'm just thinking that's an entry-level car. Yes. I guess if you had a loaded fit, it would fit into this discussion. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Me, it's still, still, still too still low. Down <laughs> still down there. Okay. Yeah, they have a lot of utility. They're, you know, they're a miniature little van is what they are. I never thought of it that way. You're, you're probably right. Now, of course, uh, do you have others on your list, Bruce, that, I, that we haven't covered so far? The Mazda 6. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. good car. I, I don't know a heck of a lot about it. The, the, the Mazdas I've driven, they've been nice cars. They kind of give me the feeling that I'm driving in a VW. They, they have a, sort of a German touch to them. They're kind of a stare inside. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of frills, uh, but good driving, good handling cars. I think when I get, sometimes I'll get asked about, I'll recommend a Mazda, and somebody said, oh, I would never drive a Mazda with the rotary engine, and that people think some people have forgotten that rotary engines are long gone, so it's got a regular, you know, regular engine in it, and, and they, throughout the, throughout the uh, Mazda lineup, they, they've really gotten praise for uh, the, the, small, the, the Mazda 3, the Mazda 6, the, the bigger Mazdas, they've all uh, vastly improved, and, and, and the, the well-known uh, car review companies, Edmonds and Kelly Blue Book and Car and Driver, they, they've always liked uh, in recent years, they very much like Mazda, including the six that you mentioned, a good, good sedan. And some other cars that are kind of in the middle of, I don't know where they go, but uh, is the uh, Hyundai Veloster and the yes. Veloster Turbo, are, are kind of odd little niche vehicles. Yes. And then you have like the Nissan Juke. Oh, yeah, the, the Nissan, Nissan Juke. That's a funny thing. Yes. They, those, are, those are cars that, um, they kind of fall into the category of there's no middle ground. You either really like the way they look because they're so different looking, or you really hate them and you never buy one in a million years. Uh, there's no, not too many people are neutral about those cars. They've both, they both um, gotten some notoriety and they've gotten some, some uh, detractors out there as well. Well, kind of like uh, I think the whole Chevy lineup is uh, who would buy those things. We mentioned the Spark, but there's also the Sonic, there's the Cruise, and you can actually get a Malibu for uh, showing 21,680 that they start. That's really the, so, the base base model, I, yeah. I imagine. So there's there's the, uh, those cars you can buy, uh, but they don't sell a lot of those. No. Getting back to our list, so, yes. so what's, what's the best one? Yes, yeah, so you go, go first. first. I think the, the, I put the Honda Civic as the best. Uh, yeah. Resale, um, acceleration. The uh, if you want a stick, you can get a stick in most models, and it's just a buttery smooth. You love to shift it. You know, you, yeah. you're looking for twisty roads, and you you can't wait for the next stop sign so you can run it through the gears. So, I, and there's something 
there's a Civic like for everyone. There's even the, which one, if you want more uh, utility, there's the hatchback model. Yes. And you can buy the sporty ones, but there's several that are under that 25000 So to me, the Honda Civic is the best car. I, I agree. I put the hatchback, um, since you mentioned, I put that as number one. And I think in some ways it reminded me of the old, it's a much better car, but it reminded me of the old Volkswagen Squarebacks, you know. Uh, you, uh, you get a cargo area, you get a, a car that maneuvers pretty well, it's fun to drive, and um, if you're not buying an SUV, you're buying a, a sedan with a, with a hatchback area that, that gives you some versatility for grocery shopping, you know, going to the lumber yard, whatever it might be. So those cars, I remember how much I like the Squarebacks, and, and um, the Honda Civic hatchback reminds me of those old VWs on, on some levels. Of course, it's a different car, but... That's what it reminds me of. So that one comes in at $22,135 is what I have listed. That was, the, that was the price of the hatchback that I tested. Yeah, the one I'm showing where they start mm -hmm. is, per the website, their website, Honda's, it shows uh, 19.9. Okay. So that's, a, and it comes, that's the standard motors, a 1.5 liter turbo, and 0 to 60 in seven, 7 seconds is what uh, one of the magazines quoted it at which is no slouch it's no speed racer but you know no. seven seconds is pretty decent and you, a manual you can get a manual or you can get the cvt the continuously variable and that puts it at 31 and 40 on the highway which is you know incredible gas mileage. hard to beat that for the versatility of that car with all the things you just mentioned that's that's got to be on the top of the list now, corresponding to that of course as i mentioned earlier you can probably find something nice to say about it almost any car on the road, but when you talk about cheap cars, sometimes cheap cars are cheap cars, and there's a reason for it, and so we've also uh, have a list, uh, a little bit of a shorter list of, you know, dubious cars for under $25,000, and one of mine, of course, is, is a car that you, you kind of laugh at it when you see it going down the road, and, and I know a few people who own one and love them, but boy, I'd be hard-pressed to ever buy a smart 4.2. I think it's... Uh, you know, it's, I understand it's got one airbag. I don't know if that's true or not, that one airbag opens up for the entire car, but it sure looks cheap, and it drives... We, we drove one together in San Francisco a number of years ago, and it, it just seemed unsafe to me. Yeah, it's very small, not much horsepower, not much anything, really. No. Um, I remember we drove an electric one. Actually, we did. The electric one it was an improvement over the gas, I thought. It, you're you're right, I forgot about that. It was fun, and it was quiet. Right. And uh, there's not a buzzy noisemaker like the uh, gas model. No. Yeah, we did drive. I drove it and you drove it uh, you know, in the streets of San Francisco out to one of Golden Gate Park. No, where did we, we drove it out there and, and we did a video several years ago now. And, and you're right. The electric one had, um, you know, a certain style to it. And, and it was quiet, like you mentioned. And, and it was fun. It would be a car that you would have, you know, um, if you commuted two miles to work and it was only yourself and you didn't have anything to carry and, and the electric one would be fine, but you know, to go on the open road and, and put your life at risk in that little car, I don't think I'd ever do it in a million years. So that's the number one on my dubious list. Do you have one that you particularly didn't like? Uh, yeah, I, I dislike the Spark. The yeah. Spark and the Sonic from Chevrolet are just, to me, just jokes. I don't like them, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I added one more on my list, and it's, it, it, it costs almost $25,000, 24430 for me, 2007 Mitsubishi Lancer, 
they've discontinued them after the 2016 model, or 2017 model. But everything about that car, it's, it's noisy, the, the construction of it just seems like an afterthought, everything is plastic, it just looks cheap, it, it doesn't accelerate well, it, it doesn't have very many redeeming qualities, except that it can match the Kia and the Hyundai for its, its powertrain uh, warranty. And that's probably, in my eyes, that's probably its own, only redeeming value. It doesn't have much else to offer, particularly at 25000 or almost $25,000. Or you can get the Evolution model with the big motor. And oh, yeah. Then you can go fast. And you can go fast. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that it would hold together very long. Yeah, so I, I think people always ask me, um, you know, what's, if, 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 since you get to drive all these cars, you review cars, what car would you buy? And it's never, it's, it's, there's never a black and white answer, but... I always refer to, I always say it in response, well, how much, you know, what do, what do you plan on spending on a car? What, what kind of budget do you have? So if you have $25,000, look at the list that we've, we've listed, you know, a, a good dozen cars here that I mean, you can put some ahead of the others and are not like some as much as the others, but by and large, there's, there's a good dozen cars out there that were, you know, good value cars for under that $25,000 threshold. Yep, going back to the uh, the Civic, they have the uh, sedan, the EXL model for twenty three eight, and cl includes a navigation system. So how do you be, how do you beat that? Yeah, so I think uh, Honda's got it going on. What does Honda also have? I I, I don't remember if it's on every model, but they've kind of got that split um, gauging. Like there's two different gauges on, on the on the dashboard. On the, there's an upper one and a lower one on some of the different models. Do you know what that's called? I've forgotten why they do that. And they also have that fun thing where you, where you the side view mirror on the passenger side. You, if you if you're turning, you see you see where the other cars are on on the side camera. They have that side camera uh, feature. You lost me on both. No. I, I'm not sure of either of those things. Well, you know, the, the, we we have driven those Hondas before, where if you're going to turn right and you put on the turn signal the uh, side camera on the side view mirror comes on and you see the cars that are to your right in the navigation screen in front of you. They have that side window navigation. Oh, I have seen that. I'm not sure and, and I level, think, but maybe, maybe. I think only Honda's the only one that has it. And it might be, it might not be on the level we're talking about, but it's primarily through, through most of their lineup. And it's one of the great features, I think, that other companies haven't Okay, utilized. That's, a, that's a bonus then. That's a bonus no, then. Yeah. Like Honda. <laughs> yeah, Honda's the best. So, anything else on your list, Bruce, that, you, that I, I forgot to ask about? Well, as I mentioned earlier, there's, there's a whole bunch of, uh, a lot of people like uh, crossover vehicles or, you know, so-called like SUVs and stuff. And so, Jeep has an offering. They have, uh, you can get the Renegade, the Compass, the Wrangler, and the Patriot all under $25,000. Now those aren't gonna be four wheel drive, but uh, they are SUV-like. And you got the Honda HRV and the, and the Honda CRV under yes. $25,000. So you just about double the list if you go to those crossover vehicles. Yeah, and, and there's other ones that, uh, that people uh, don't, probably don't know as well. And there are even some of the SUVs I believe with 2017, and maybe even 16 models have come, some of them that are electric now maybe, or hybrid and different, different kinds of hybrids. Yeah, everybody so, has a hybrid out now, just about every, certainly all the SUVs have, or the crossover vehicles have uh, electrical um, 
hybrid quotients to them. If you if you prefer that, I don't know who does, but right. some people are buying them. Some, some people, people are, like, like like one of our friends says, if if nobody was buying them, they wouldn't make them, and then maybe three or four years later, they find out that nobody is buying them and they discontinued them. So, um, government mandates. Right. Well, uh, I guess to sum it up this week, uh, our, our topic, of course, was that there are a lot of quality cars out there that are under $25,000 and some under even $20,000. So in the market for a, a new car and, and you're on a budget, you know, keep in mind that the $25,000 threshold is $7,000 less than the average price of a new car. So we'll wrap it up for this week, Bruce. Um, any, any closing thoughts from you? Well, my closing thoughts would be you have to have a mission statement for your car. So if you want performance, there's something for you around 25000 uh, And if you want, uh, it's not going to be performance like a, you know, it's not a Lamborghini here we're talking, but right. it'll be sports oriented. Yes. And there'll be some cars that are SUV oriented or, or a lot of utility oriented, or there'll be, you know, like the Accord and the Camry are, are larger cars that you can get for twenty under 25000 Or yes. you, if, if size is a quotient, that's when you can get to the smaller cars. Um, you know, you can step down to, say, a Corolla and yes. save money. Yes. So it, you have to, to, for somebody to say, what's the best car for 25000 Well, we don't know what your priorities are. So, but just knowing that there are, there's a huge... Uh, number of cars in that price range that no matter what you what your goals are you I think you can meet them at that price point perfect way to uh, summarize that that's that's if you're in the market uh, for a car under twenty five thousand dollars it's a car for you on on some level almost in every category of course except a luxury car uh, right so that that's it for this week uh, make sure to visit theweeklydriver.com and Bruce's website is uh, TahoeTruckyOutdoor.com. And so for this week, for Bruce Aldrich, I'm James Rea, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.